0: Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. So today I want to talk to you about the Dallas Cowboys and Cruise Control Yeah, so um, my favorite NFL team is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, My second favorite is the New York Jets. And it seems like, why would you like the New York Jets? Because the Dallas Cowboys are supposed to win the Super Bowl every year. The New York Jets are never supposed to win, so when the New York Jets win, it's a win, right? I'm like, I feel like I won the Super Bowl. Um, But my number one team is the Dallas Cowboys, and I love the Cowboys, I do love the Cowboys. And they have a quarterback named Dak Prescott, who I have been super, super critical of. Um, I can just be real honest and transparent. I have not been a fan of Dak Prescott. In fact, I have been saying this phrase and hashtagging it, Dak ain't it, right? I've just been like, Dak ain't it, Dak ain't it. However, let me, let me backtrack. Dak has had a great second part of the season. I can be very honest in my evaluation. I'm like, man, Dak is playing really good. And the reason I'm talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys is this. He is is saying a catchphrase when he is back um, waiting for the, his, the center to hike the ball to him. And he starts kicking the leg up, you know what I'm talking about? And so you guys know, what is it? Here we go, right. And he's like clapping his hands, here we go. And what he is doing is he's telling all the offense to get set, to get ready, because it's go time. And I wanna echo his phrase today that Foundation Church, here we go. This is the year that it is time for us to get settled. It is time for us to get ready for where God is taking us as a church and we're gonna talk about all that has happened. Matthew chapter five, verse 14 through 16. Jesus says this, you are the light of the whole world. A city built on a top of a hill cannot be hidden, and no one lights a lamp and puts it under a clay pot. Instead, it is placed on a lampstand where it can give light to everyone in the house. Make your light shine so others will see the good you do and will praise your heavenly Father. I love this text because Jesus is telling us that you and I weren't called to live quiet, timid lives. We're called as followers of Christ to live big lives that people would see the way we live our lives, the actions of our lives, the good that we are engaging in, and that it wouldn't point people to how talented you are, it wouldn't point people to following you on your social media platform and getting more followers and likes, but that you would live your life in such a way it would point people to him to your heavenly Father. And and what I love is Jesus isn't telling us, hey, just avoid evil and that's good enough. Don't just, don't don't engage in bad and and we're good. No, Jesus is saying that that's part of it, but man, start engaging in the good that God has for you. It says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. And this has kind of been a mantra since we have gotten into this building. Don't be conquered by evil, but conquer evil by doing good. Some of us, we can get overwhelmed by all the things and all the evil that is happening in our world right now. It's really easy, and we can mope, and we can get down, and we can get upset about it. But Jesus is saying this, instead of complaining about how everything is going to hell in a handbasket if you grew up in the 80s, right, instead of griping about how the whole, all this whole world is just falling apart. Don't get overwhelmed by it, but do something about it, right? Overcome evil, conquer evil by doing, by engaging in good, by being a sitting on a hill that can't be hid. And Foundation Church, that is exactly what we're going to be doing and the church we're going to be. We're not going to gripe, we're not going to complain, but we're going to get busy doing the good things that God has called us to do. And Foundation Church, here we Go. Can I tell you, 2023 was a great year. It was a phenomenal year. And a lot of churches and a lot of people would be like, hey, well, we can kinda kinda hit our stride, and we can probably just put it on cruise control, right? And I gotta tell you, I love cruise control on a road trip. I do like cruise control on a road trip. Um, And if you're getting on the highway, let me change your 2024 and help you engage in doing good starting this year off. When you are getting onto the highway, if the speed limit is 55, by the time you get on the on-ramp, you need to be going 70, right? You do not get on like, I'm gonna get there one day, I'm gonna get there one. Then stop driving. Get up there, get up going faster than the speed limit is, and then you set your cruise control. And if if the speed limit's 70, you set it for 80, duh, right? And it's great because you can cruise, you can just kinda sit, and that's great for a road trip, but Foundation Church, man, that's detrimental for a church. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, you know what, just coast. As followers of me, as, as a body of believers, it's time for you to just put it on cruise and take it easy. No, 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 hear me today, it's not cruise time, it's go time. Foundation Church, I wanna give you the top 10 things that happened in twenty twenty. Number one was this, we saw our attendance grow to where we now average on low Sundays over a 1,000 people. And on our big days, on our bigger days, we see about 1,300 people that are in this place. Um, The second thing that I love, and it goes hand in hand with this, we had more people get baptized last year than any other year, amen? Amen. So let me say this, and Michael plugged it earlier. If you've not gotten baptized, it is a must. Like it's not an option thing. Get baptized, it's your next step, it's a big deal. Number three, I've gotta go fast. Um, We launched our uh, Foundations Church Young Adult Ministry, our college ministry, and can I tell you, it's taken off and it is thriving. Last November, we had 100 college students here in this auditorium, worshiping the Lord from about nine to 11 o'clock at night that is a phenomenal phenomenal thing and they're just getting started in that we adopted and took care of all of jefferson elementary that needed help for back to school supplies when they came in in august and also foundation church you stepped up in such a huge way to make christmas happen for a lot of underprivileged kids that their parents couldn't afford Christmas presents and you adopted hundreds of kids off an angel tree and we took truckload after truckload after truckload over to a school and we walked in there and we made Christmas happen because you guys were generous. You guys made Christmas happen and you did good. Our teenagers are killing it on Wednesday nights, at FC Students. Um, FC Students meets here every night at 6.30 on Wednesday nights and if you have a teenager and you're a parent of a teenager, you need to get them here. You gotta get them here. And some of you may be like, but, but that's really hard and they don't wanna go. Can I tell you most of the good things that are good for your kids, your kids don't wanna do? Right? So stop being their buddy and be their parent. Um, So this past year we took more teenagers to camp than ever and we're planning to take more this next year than what we've ever taken before. Number six, we built seven churches in Uganda that were in desperate need. Um, You all have supported 45 teachers at four schools by paying their salaries $100 a month. This is a phenomenal salary that gives these teachers a pride and the ability to provide for their family, but not just that, it also makes it possible for kids that can't afford to go to school to go to school, to get an education, and to get a meal. You also supplied over 200 chairs and 25 tables that several of these schools so kids don't have to eat on the floor and learn on the floor. We helped start a school in Tanzania, reaching the Maasai people in that country, and we're just getting started there, and we started four more churches in Kenya. In just six years, you all have built and planted 54 churches in Kenya and Uganda, along with building and supporting 17 schools. we just sent more money for four more churches bringing our total to 58 churches in six years foundation church we had our best financial year we've ever had last year Um, our goal is to be the most generous church there is and you guys are stepping up to the plate and killing it number eight We started our next building phase called the Next Campaign because we are out of room in our FC kids area. Um, This is about making more room for the next generation and building a student center, not just for our kids, but that there would be a place for our teenagers on Wednesday nights and our college students as well. Number nine, we launched 15 new connect groups last year, bringing our total to 35 connect groups, small groups that we have as a church. And number 10, countless people got saved, their lives changed, and they met a savior named Jesus Christ for the first time who changed their life forever and ever and ever. Can we give God praise in this place? And listen, we're not hitting crews. Here we go, right? It's time to get ready, it's time to get set because God has great, incredible things for us the church to do, and here's what I want you to know. Today, this message takes all of us. This isn't a message about, does your pastor have a vision? Oh, I got a vision. But it means all of us have to get involved to see the work of God accomplished and what he wants to do in and through Foundation Church. Because if we're not careful, we can go, okay, we're good. When we pump the brakes, you know, we've been driving at a high speed, at a high rate, going, going, going. And and Justin, you know, since we've got into this building almost two years ago, there's been a lot of change. I don't like change. I like change, but some of you don't like change. (laughs) I I wish the church was the way it used to be. Right, And, and we start romanticizing and longing for the good old days. But let me draw your attention to Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse 10 says don't long for the good old days this is not wise don't get stuck in your past when your present's so bright right and some of you 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 romanticize the good old days but can i tell you the good old days weren't as good as you remember them And what I love about Foundation Church, as great as our past has been, our future is even brighter. Like, we got a vision of where we want to go and what we want to do. And today, I want to help us understand the vision that God has for us in 2024. Because if you don't know it, you can't be a part of it. If you don't realize it, if you don't see it, then you can't perceive it and you can't achieve it, right? That all rhymed and I wasn't planning it. If you don't see it, you can't perceive it and we can't achieve it as a church. I remember growing up in the fourth grade, my grades started tanking and the reason was because I was in the back of the classroom and I couldn't see. Like I needed glasses and I didn't know it and so my dad took me and we got glasses and my grades started going up. Why? Because I couldn't understand because I couldn't see and today I want you not just to see the vision not just to see the dream to to take hold of it to grab it and let's get going after what God has for us and if we're going to accomplish the vision that God has for foundation church here's what I want us to know we got to stay focused and intentional on what matters instead of being distracted and some of you you're like looking at this point and going you hypocrite How dare you talk to me about getting distracted when you get distracted and you distract other people more than anybody else I know. Hear me, I understand this, but when it comes to the mission that God and the vision God has for this church, man, I'm laser focused. Understand, our vision, our goal, our whole mantra here at Foundations Church is we exist to make Jesus famous. That's it. We're here to point people to him. We're not here to make Justin famous. We're not here to make Foundations Church famous. We're not here to do anything but to push people to Jesus because we know and we understand that he can change and he does change everything. Proverbs chapter four, verse 25 through 27 says this. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil, right? Keep your gaze straight ahead and man, when you stay focused on what is ahead of you and you fix your eyes on what lies before you, you stay locked in instead of getting distracted. And many times when Satan can't destroy you, he'll just distract you, right? Because if you get distracted, you become ineffective. And if we're not careful, we can try to accomplish everything instead of the specific things that God has called us to do. So Foundation Church, if we're gonna accomplish the vision that God has given us as a church, here's what I want you to know. We're not gonna do a lot of things mediocre. We're gonna do a few things really, really great. Right? We're gonna do a few things really, really great instead of trying to do everything very mediocre. I call it this way. We're gonna be In-N-Out Burger instead of Golden Corral. Right, We're gonna be In-N-Out Burger instead of Golden Corral. If you've gone to Golden Corral, can we just be honest, it sucks, it's horrible. The only thing good is the hot rolls when they ring the bell, right? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, but they got free ice cream. If I want free ice cream, I'll go get free ice cream from somewhere else. But I'm not, because you go try something, you're like, oh, there's pizza, it's junky pizza. Oh, there's chicken wings, it's not good chicken wings, right, oh, there's hot wings, there's chicken fried steak, it's not good, right? They just got a lot of things that are mediocre. If you invite me to lunch, don't invite me to Golden Corral, I'm not gonna go. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Golden Corral. But let me show you the menu at In-N-Out Burger. It looks like this right here. They got more drink options than they got food options. And yet there is a line waiting through their drive-through, through through their indoor wide, because what they do, they do really, really great and excellent. And can I tell you, that's what God wants his church to be. Not that we're doing five gazillion ministries that are just really subpar and not very good, but we're gonna focus on four things this year and we're gonna be laser focused on them and we're gonna do them with the most excellence that we can as a church. First thing that we're gonna do is simply this, we're gonna reach people. We're gonna reach people. Can I tell you, people matter. People matter and we're not gonna lose sight of that. So many times, if we're not careful, churches can become inward focused instead of outward focused. We become more of a collection of saints instead of a hospital. We become like a museum instead of a mission and we are not gonna become that because people matter. We are here to reach people. We have a goal to reach 1,500 people in total attendance this year. That's not a lot, but can I tell you, if all of us invite somebody, and I'm I'm telling you, this is an us thing. If all of us invite somebody, we blow that number out of the water. And some of you are going, well, where are we gonna put them? (laughs) Guess what, next building building campaign's coming. It's called the Next Next campaign. (laughs) No, we'll go to three services, we'll go to four services. And some of you are like, well, I don't know about that. You got nothing to worry about. I'm the one preaching up here, right? (laughs) I'm not going to be on the screen. I'll still be here in the flesh. Like, I will be here, right? But, but here's why. Why? why. why? Why can't we just hit cruise? We're doing good. Because people matter. Luke 19, 10, Jesus says this. For the Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. Right? He didn't come for those who have it all together. He came for those who screwed up. In fact, the text of the, the context of this verse, he's meeting with Zacchaeus, the most renowned tax collector. Everybody hated him, everybody knew he was a crook, everybody knew what he did, and Jesus went to that one. In church, we gotta be a place where people can come in and everybody knows what they did, and they can still come in, and they're still welcome, and they can still experience Jesus, and they can still experience community, even though everybody knows their dirty little secret. Right, because we are here to not just reach found people, we are here to reach lost people. We aren't just here to reach white people, black people, brown people, purple people, yellow people, we're here to reach people. We are here to reach Democrats, what did he say? We're here to reach Republicans, we're here to reach MAGA people, we're here to reach independents. Hear me, we're there, we're here to reach the rich, the poor and all of you that are in between somewhere, you don't know what you are, we're here reach those people, we're here to reach people who know how to act in church, and we're here to, to reach people who thinks communion, they just start taking shot drinks with the juice, right? We're here to reach people whose kids know how to act in church, and those kids who cuss out our children's directors, it's happened. We're here to reach those people. We're here to, man, to, for the people whose lives have it all together and some of those people whose lives are a mess, We are here to reach people and we will stay focused on reaching people because people matter. People matter. So let me say this. That means we're here to reach people that don't have the same lifestyle as you do. And I know this is a hot button topic and if you have come here for very long, you know, you know this, I'm gonna preach the truth in love, but they're never gonna change if the moment they come in we're judging and we're ridiculing and how dare they walk in here. If they don't come into a place where they can meet a savior, man, their life's never gonna change. Our job is to love them so God can change them, right? They're gonna hear the truth. Second thing is this, we're gonna be focused on the next generation the next campaign, um, we started it because we're out of room, which is phenomenal, right? Can I tell you, our teenagers matter. Our college students matter, right? We have generation after generation in churches after churches that think a youth ministry is optional. We have churches that think They just would rather gripe about the next generation than reach the next generation, and that is not going to be us. Here we go, Foundation Church, because can I tell you, the next generation, they're the next moms and dads. They're the next ministers. They're the next missionaries. They're the next businessmen. They're the next doctors. They're the next teachers, right? They're the next lawyers, and I'm telling you, the hope for this world is the next generation. The hope that we're going to invest in is our teenagers, so teenagers, let me talk to you. I know you're meeting here on Wednesday nights, and I know Joey's got a massive, goal to reach 100 people, man, it's go time, teenagers. Like, let's stop talking about changing our schools, and let's invest, and let's bring our friends to a place where they can meet Jesus. It's not just to the adults that I'm talking to today. We're going to invest in reaching college, but also we're going to invest in reaching the kids that are down here. Starting today, we are actually launching a brand new way of how we are running our FC kids ministry, and we wanna let you know about it. So for the next few minutes, watch this video real quick. At Foundations Church, we are dedicated to shaping young hearts with timeless biblical truths and ensuring that parents are vital partners in this ongoing journey. Why? because we understand the significance of instilling foundational values and partnering with families to nurture a thriving faith in children. But how do we achieve this? We've developed a comprehensive plan for all ages, from infants to sixth graders. Our commitment goes beyond Sunday mornings. We equip families with resources and guidelines to continue the spiritual conversation and activities at home. These materials, complement our Sunday teaching, fostering ongoing and impactful learning experience. By providing age-appropriate content and activities, children not only learn about faith, but how to live it out in their daily lives. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We want our children to live spiritual truths, and these are the steps to accomplish it. So parents, let me let you know what this means um, that we're talking about. Um, we have curriculum that Faith, our children's director, has come up that from age one all the way to the fifth grade you can see what your child is going to learn from the Bible. Um, this is phenomenal. It's actually online that you can look at now. We've got a year overview for ones, for twos, for threes, fours, and fives, and uh, FC pre-K and FC kids. Um, everything that you are going to see that they're going to learn from the time they come into the nursery to the time that they leave from fifth grade. And this is what we are doing. We are equipping every parent with something like this every Sunday and on it talks about the memory verse that they are going over, what they learned and what you, what activity you can do at home with your kid. Why are we doing this? Because we realize if we are gonna be good stewards of the next generation, and if there's anything we're gonna be good stewards of, it has to be the next generation, right? We've got to partner with parents and we've got to equip parents and how to raise up and lead their child because we get them from one hour a week, you get them seven days a week. And I know that there are parents that want to like be partnered with of how do I continue to develop strong followers of Christ at home and this is what this does. And some of you may be stressed because you're like, I'm gonna lose that paper and I'm not gonna know what to do. It's online as well. So if you lose a paper, it is online. You can see what to do. Why? Because we want to make sure Your kid has an incredible foundation in Christ that is based on the word of God and that you are teaching that at home as well. Because we don't wanna just have an average children's ministry or an average youth ministry or an average college ministry. We want to have a great, the best college ministry, youth ministry, and kids ministry. The third thing that we are gonna stay focused on (coughs) is missions and outreach. You guys have built or sent money for 58 churches total for Kenya and Uganda. Um, We had a goal to reach 60 by the end of 2024. We're gonna blow that out of the water, um, which is phenomenal. And we're not gonna stop there. What I love is we're equipping Kenyans to reach Kenyans, Ugandans to reach Ugandans, Tanzanians to reach Tanzanians, people from Uruguay, I don't know what they call them, um, Uruguayans um, to reach the people of Uruguay as well. Why are we doing this? Because our goal isn't to just make Jesus famous here, but to the ends of the earth. But as we're doing that, can I tell you, we want to focus and we want to be more intentionable, tensionable, intentional about reaching people in our own backyard. Um, we want to make sure that we are making Jesus famous right here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And so we are partnering with Serve in a more involved way for moms that are fleeing domestic abuse, for that single parent that has experienced a natural desire, a natural desire, woo, a natural disaster um, for things that are going on and people that just need help. But the other thing is we want to do more with Jefferson Elementary and some of the other schools in the area. We want to have a massive back to school outreach where kids can come in and get their school supplies, where teachers can come in and get their school supplies, where we can provide free haircuts, free eye checks. We can provide groceries and hair, uh, home products for people to just pick up and be a blessing. So where we aren't just not, aren't not doing bad, but we are defeating and we are conquering evil by doing good right we are sitting on a hill that we're going to do good things because it's time for us to go the last thing is this we're going to stay focused on connect groups and community right now we have 35 connect groups we want to see 15 more launched this year that means this we need 15 people 15 couples to launch a new group some of you are like, is he talking to me? I'm talking to you. <laughs> we need new groups in Broken Arrow. We would love a new group in Coahuila. We've got a lot of people coming from Kuita. We need more newlywed groups. We need more groups, period, because we've got more people coming than we've ever had. And here's the other thing we need. We need more of you going to connect groups. Because it's easy to worship in a group, but it's hard to do life with one. Real life happens in a small group. Real life, real connections, real ministry happens in a small group in a connect group and I know you may be like I'm gonna go to a connect group and it's gonna be weird people right you're like they're gonna be it's just gonna feel weird I'm going to somebody's house I just don't know about this it's only gonna be weird if you make it weird right I'm just being honest there's weird people there because I'm the pastor and you attract who you are I mean that's just what it is But you can't get connected. When we say we're better together, we're not living that out if we're never connected in a small group. And some of you, we need you to launch them. Some of you, we need you to attend them. And for some of you, others, we need you to start serving in ministry. We need about 60 more people to start serving in ministry. That means kids ministry, that means greeting, that means parking lot, that means youth on Wednesday nights in college ministry, that means AV, that means parking lot, right? If you hate kids, we're not gonna put you back with kids, yelling at kids and kicking them. Some of them need it, but that's okay. That's not your calling, right? We'll make you a scary door greeter. It's like, get in here right now, kid, right? Like, great first impression. If you want to do that, go to foundationschurch.tv, our website, and sign on the next steps, and we want to help you take your next steps. But these are the four things that we are going to stay focused on and accomplish, because here's, here's what I want you to do, and here's my ask to you is here's what I need you to do. If this vision isn't just something that we're motivated by, right? Because we talk about being a light, being a sitting on a hill whose light can't be hidden, to not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil by doing good and it motivates us and it, you know, we get inspired. But can I tell you, the Bible wasn't just called to inspire us and motivate us, it was called to move us to action. The Bible is something that is living and alive that we may move to action and that we would accomplish doing the great things God has called us to do. So here's what I need you to do as your pastor. I need you to invite, invest, and connect. I need you to invite. We've talked about this. Man, be annoying, I'm okay with it. Invite somebody. Most people come to church not because they drive by, not because it's Easter, Not because it's Christmas, but because they got invited. You know this, we're gonna go to the next one, invest. So you are like, here it is, he's gonna ask for money, yep. (laughs) I got no problem. You know, I've never regretted any money that I have, any contribution I've made to God's kingdom. But I've wasted so much on stupid stuff I bought a stupid gift for Christmas for my whole family. It was this ball that's connected to a, hand ba- a headband and it's called boxing bowling and you throw the ball and then you're supposed to box it, right? And it's supposed to keep track on how many times you box this little red ball. And can I tell you, it doesn't work. Like it never comes back. And we're like, this stupid thing doesn't work. I got taken because I saw it on Facebook and Instagram. never worked. I was looking. I was like, this will be great. Can I tell you, I regret spending money on that, but I never regretted giving money to build God's kingdom instead of my castle. And Jim Elliott said this, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Man, can I tell you where your money is going, Jesus said, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Where your money is, where you're spending your money, that's what you really value. So you can say, oh, I'm about making Jesus famous and I'm about building God's kingdom, but you don't even tithe and you don't even give above your tithe. And I don't have time, this isn't a tithing message, but if you're not tithing, jump in, the water is great. And if you're tithing, man, that's great, but that's not the finish line. We're called to be generous. Tithing's obedience. Generosity is giving above your tithe. But the other thing about investing is this. I'm asking you to invest your time. right, get involved, get connected, get involved in serving in ministry, invest your talents. Man, some of you, you are so talented and it's like you don't want anybody to know what you're good at. You're like, if they don't know, they won't ask. We're probably gonna ask you anyway, so you might as well tell us. I don't want you to just come to church, I want this to be your church. Right? It's not enough just to come to church. We're called to be the church, right? And it isn't time for us, just for some of us, we've been cruising through life. And today is your here you go moment. Here we go. It's time for you to get settled and get ready to move because God has a plan and He wants to use the gift and the talent He's put in your life. I'm asking you to invest. But the last thing is this I'm asking you to connect. I'm asking you to connect to Jesus like you've never connected before. In John chapter 15, he said this, "'Remain in me, and I will remain in you. "'For a branch cannot produce fruit "'if it is severed from the vine, "'and you cannot produce fruit unless you remain in me. "'Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. "'Those who remain in me, and I in them "'will produce much fruit. "'For apart from me, you can do nothing.'" As your pastor, my goal, my prayer is this, is that you get connected to Jesus like you've never been before. Some of you, the reality is some distance has happened in your relationship with Jesus. And here's what I know, and here's, I've seen it happen time and time and time again. When we get let there become distance with Jesus, we become distant from the things Jesus loves. We become distant from the church, we become distant from his word, we become distant from obeying his commands, and we fall away, and we drift away. And the Bible's saying this, some of you, man, you wanna accomplish so many great things for his kingdom, but you can't do it if you're not connected to him, because apart from him, you can't do anything. But if you remain in him, his promise is this, you will bear much fruit you will live your life out in a way that truly makes a difference truly makes an impact that when you go across that high school graduation stage, you will walk across with no regrets because you lived your life in a way that matters. When you walk across the college graduation stage, you won't have a ton of regret because you lived your life in a way that matters. Right now, you're living your dash, right? That is going to be on your headstone. When you die, how are you living that dash out? Are you living it out in a way that is full of promise and fruitful, or is your life producing nothing that is lasting. Get connected. Remain in the vine. Be a passionate follower of Jesus. Get desperate for him once again, because you can't do it on his own, on your own. Ephesians says this, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare to ask or think, in infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power, that as at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. And my prayer is that God would do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams as a church. Cause Foundation Church, it has been a phenomenal year, but here we go. It's time to go. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. And God, I just stop and I pause. Cause God, you're doing such a special work in this place. And God, I pray today that, that we would awaken as your church. God, that we wouldn't coast. That we wouldn't take it easy, but Lord, we realize it's go time. You got great things for this church for this body of believers to make a difference, not just here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, but Lord, you've called us to change the world, that your word says you are the light for the whole world. Let that be the reality here at Foundations Church. Lord, let that be the reality for every one of our homes, for every one of us at our workplace, that Lord, you're wanting to do a new thing and use us in a new and unique way than you've ever used us before. And Lord, that happens when we stay connected to you. And so Lord, I pray today that this wouldn't just be a dream and this wouldn't just be a vision, but we as the church would do our part to invite, invest, and connect. And that Lord, you would do super abundantly. You would blow this dream and vision out of the water. Lord, we give you the glory and we give you the praise.